Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of A Financial Way. Danny here with Abe again. This is episode nine. Today's topic, and we will discuss very in depth because this is a good one. It is how to network and not talk like an idiot. I promise you, we are not experts because we've talked like idiots a bajillion times throughout this, you know, throughout this podcast. But the idea really is to not necessarily be an expert, but to go above and beyond than what most people do so that when you are compared to other people who network, you're, you're kind of that shining star, that really good example of a good networker. And honestly, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to actually network. But before we even break it down really, like really clearly, Abe, do you kind of want to give a little bit of a description of what you think networking is in your in your eyes? Sure. So I feel like networking is just a way for you to be able to interact and maybe exchange information with any group of people. It could be a professional setting. It could be a very uh, chill setting where like it's just a group of friends. Any way that like you're just meeting other people that you maybe have not met before and you just get to talk. And you get to talk about ideas and you get to talk about like different things that you do and how you can better yourself. I think that's really regarded as networking. Uh, Danny, what do you think? You've definitely done a lot of networking in your uh, college years. Yeah, no, I think you hit a really good point, honestly. The the ability that you get better and that you're improving is one aspect that I would consider networking. Number two, I would say is just overall opening an opportunity for yourself. And I think the real best way to do that is to make yourself open and available. And you you brought up a really good point too of you know, being able to get someone's contact info, that's that's like a huge step in the process because if you don't give out your, you know, contact information such as an email or phone number or some kind of form of identification like a LinkedIn or something, you know, it's going to be difficult to get in contact with someone who could potentially be opening doors for you down the road. And same thing, if you don't ask them for their stuff, like it's going to be difficult. Yeah, you can go on LinkedIn and ask, but sometimes it's better to just be on the spot and say, hey, can I connect with you on LinkedIn? Or, hey, can I reach out to you? Do you have a card or an email? Making it that open-minded and, and, and that straightforward has to be one of the best ways to start dialogue with someone and learn more about them. I think, I think networking really, like I was saying earlier, it really opens doors to things you wouldn't understand unless you're actually in that door already. For example... Let's say you're in a position where you're talking to someone and ultimately they ended up being a recruiter and you didn't know that. By talking to them, giving them your information, by learning more about their background and your background, you kind of have given yourself an opportunity to take on any opportunity that comes forward from that recruiter simply just based on that interaction. Now, again, you have to really hope that that interaction was positive for both parties. You can't just be thinking that like, hey, I'm going to be a complete douchebag to this person, think I'm really cool and a big odd shot and expect people to, you know, open up all these opportunities down the road. That's not how that works. I would say, honestly, for a lot of these conversations you have with people, you're talking to just a normal person who happens to have a title that may somewhat be lucrative. For example, let's say you're talking to someone who's, I don't know, a product tech manager recruiter. They have a really cool title because they're in charge of product tech managers. And maybe that's kind of down the, the path you're willing to take down the road. Not giving yourself the opportunity to talk to them is, is 
I mean, number one, that's not how you network. If, if you don't even give yourself a shot to talk to them, you're not networking at all and you're not helping your future self. And two, even if the conversation comes off weird or if it comes off not on the best foot, you know, it's better to have started that conversation and letting that person get to know you than to not have had that conversation at all. I mean, Abe, wouldn't you consider like networking in a way to kind of be like the same way when you apply for a job or internships or whatever, or when you're going after a girl or whatever, it's like, you know, you have to take all these shots and you don't know what's going to land. Right. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, I think that one of the best conversations I've ever had with someone, I can't even remember. I think he was like representing one of the banks at like the accounting uh, banquet. Uh, and we had a conversation that was like 15 minutes long about swimming. He was like, he mm-hmm. used to be a swimmer. His kids are swimmers and he goes to a lot of like their competitions. I used to swim in high school and uh, middle school. And so we were just talking about the swimming world, what it's like, what it's like to swim and like, how like he smelled like chlorine all the time and we just we just bonded off of that and at the end he was like yeah let me give you my contact information and let's be in touch and like that i was basically like networking with this dude and it didn't really feel like networking it felt like i was talking to like danny here where we're just talking about like something that we kind of both like we both like swimming so it just it didn't feel like networking but at the end he was like here's my here's my contact information and if you ever want to apply for our firm let me know and we'll be in touch. And like that, we we connected. So honestly, a lot of times it doesn't take a lot of effort to kind of like network with someone. Uh, I think a, a big thing is like you sometimes can put pressure on yourself. So just keep it chill, keep exactly. it cool. And it'll, it'll go smoothly. No, that's, that's 100% correct. I think really a whole lot of reasons why people might not even express that interest in just networking and talking is sometimes people might just be introverts. If you think you're an introvert, you're someone who's not so as easy open and open-minded um you know as some people are in terms of like springing up conversations or talking to people when you might be in an uncomfortable situation you know things like that if you're if you're not in that kind of position or scenario or even have that character that's okay you don't have to know everyone in the room you don't have to go out there and network But you do need to know, though, at the end of the day, that sometimes you might limit yourself to opportunities just because you might have not taken that risk. And like you're talking about, if if you're not going to take that chance, that's okay. But you do need to realize that there is a lot of pressure that you're actually construing in your head that maybe necessarily doesn't need to be there. Like, it's, I won't lie, it's pretty crazy and sometimes scary to meet new people. That There's no... I feel like that's a very, you know, common reaction, a very normal reaction. But I feel like a lot of that pressure really comes down to you just putting that on yourself and not realizing, hey, like this person, like Abe's talking about, could just like swimming, could like what I do, and we can just keep it really chill. And sometimes that's how it works in the business world, where if you just have a commonality with someone and you guys both bond over something, or you were the recruiter or just some manager or whoever, you know, those opportunities line up for you because you were able to connect and build a spark in which other people can't say the same. Not everyone likes swimming. Not everyone likes to hang out and play soccer. Not everyone likes to work out. Like you can't, not everyone has these same like similarities and commonalities and hobbies that they could say the same about what you can say. And for some people, that's, that's their ticket in. That's their way to get in through a door. And for a lot of people, that's, 
that's what you need. Sometimes you just need that little kick or that step to get in and you just, you just made a hole for yourself that other people couldn't dig. And that's, that's huge. That's very big. See, now, don't you think Danny, that like the biggest intimidating part would be approaching them? Like they, they just the approach and like how awkward it is. And like, you have to like, okay, I have to remember, I have to approach them, look them in the eyes, like extend my hand, shake their hand and then like say something and go from there. It is. I think, I think no. it's intimidating, right? It is because some people get that common advice of like, hey, you know, gotta gotta make an elevator speech, gotta figure out exactly the right questions. I don't want to hurt my chances. I don't want to say something stupid. Well, you have to take chances. That's the thing. Yes, make an elevator speech, but don't don't talk on for thirty minutes about your whole life and all the perfect success you've done. No, you, you've not done any of that. I mean, you you've done those achievements, yeah, but you've not done more than the person recruiting for the job. Otherwise, why are you going after this job? You got to tone it down to a certain level so that one, you don't sound too cocky. You want to sound modest. You want to sound humble. And you want to sound like you still have experience to learn and grow. That's essentially why people are hiring for jobs, for people to learn, to try a new environment, to just do something entirely new. And you don't want to be in a position where you're bragging about yourself and then people think you're an asshole or a douchebag. Like that's not, that's not how you want to come off. You want you also to don't make want yourself to sound like you see, no, sorry, but you don't also want to sound like you've been practicing this 20 million times in front of the mirror. Exactly. Like you want to make it sound exactly. You want to make it sound casual. You want to make it sound like you're just having a typical one-on-one discussion with people. And again, you do have to read the room. Some professionals are very much like, Hey, I need a robotic answer. Then yes, at that point you could give them that robotic answer. But if you notice that person you're talking to is very relaxed, very calm, they're asking you side questions that aren't even necessarily related to your experiences. Like, hey, what do you like to do for fun? Or, you know, here's a joke or, or you know, what did, what did you do last week? Or what are your plans this weekend? Like things like that, where just keep it chill, keep it relaxed, show professionalism, but also show that you have that fun side in you. And I can promise you, oh my gosh, if people do not show that they're fun to work with or even just fun to be around or hang out with or whatever, it makes working with that person miserable because you have to be serious with them and they're giving you all this bad attitude or this, they're showing a pretty terrible attitude towards you or, I mean, whatever it comes down to at the end of the day, you know, from a professional setting and from a social setting that you never want to hang out with this person. So why, what, what reason does it give me to hire you? Why would I do that? Why would I go out of my way vouch for you in the recruiting process if you're going to be an asshole to everyone. No one's going to like that. And I can promise you that's a very, very common thing for people to be stuck up or to be, you know, nosy or for people to, I don't know, be be dickheads or whatever. I mean, if that's the case, you already knock out a good portion of the applicant pool just by being nice. Not about how smart you are, not about the school you came from, not about your background, not about test scores, literally just being a personable person, someone you can talk to and have a nice conversation with. And I can tell you right there that that opens so many doors because you have no idea who wants to hear your story or who wants their story to be heard. Sometimes in your perspective, when someone's talking to you and they're a recruiter or whatever, sometimes that recruiter likes to talk about themselves a lot. Listen, be on that listening front as well. You don't always have to be the person 
giving, you can also be receiving information. And a lot of that stuff is really helpful because that's dialogue. That's meaningful dialogue that one, you're learning about that other person and they're also learning about you. Well said. Yeah, I mean, I I think networking is it's a really hard skill. It really is. But it's also one of those skills too that I feel that everyone, especially if you're in business, needs to start being more proactive about because people should not know or people should not realize that you think you could just get a job by having a degree. That's simply false. You have to work really hard outside of just getting a degree. That's not going to get you too far. What do you think, Abe? I mean, honestly, I read this once that there was like the majority of the work that you do in networking is how you actually get a job. So yeah, you have to have the grades and yes, you have to have like all these other extracurricular activities. But at the end of the day, when you're meeting these people in like an interview, let's say an interview, uh, when they're asking you questions, they want to see how you react to these questions. They want to see how you think about answering these questions. And then they want to see that you have this the grades to support the fact that you can actually like take that role on. And it's the same thing for everything. If you go to a networking event and you meet with 10 different people from different 10 different companies, the point is that you want to like brand yourself as much as possible. Like think of yourself as a walking billboard and you want to brand yourself everywhere you go so that when you're like needing a job and you're like you're texting this dude or emailing them, however you do it. And you're like, oh, hi, I, I was just like about to apply to your uh, internship or job or whatever it is. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember this person from this event. Uh, he was awesome or she was awesome. And we definitely should have her on our team. They can put in a good word for you. Uh, if you're just with the grades and then you go and apply for jobs, I promise you it's going to be much, much harder to get anything. Mostly because none of these people have ever seen you. None of these people have ever heard of you. And it's going to be like. You're competing with other people that have been seen. They have been uh, interacting with all these uh, executives before, and they're probably going to get the priority, even if you have the same grades. And I think Danny can attest to that, that after all the networking events that he's been to and all the different things that he's done in his uh, college career, uh, the biggest thing that helped him was the fact that he was networking with every single person in every single event. He was always at all the events. And I think that was a big part of how he was able to get multiple job offerings and land at the job he's currently at. Right, Danny? I I mean, I agree with you, but I don't think it's necessarily just like it's I feel like a lot of people like to make these answers very cookie cutter. Oh, you do this, which gets you to B from going from A to B. You build the skills to go to C. Sometimes it's that easy. Yeah, it's true. But there's a lot of details and stories that go in between from those different pinpoints or milestones of networking and, and meeting with people and developing all these social skills that a lot of people don't necessarily like to bring up. For example, your failures. Failures are common when talking with people or going through interviews or you know going through events even sometimes. I was the president of a couple or of one organization, a co-founder of another. And I had leadership or leadership roles in a couple couple other uh, organizations at UIC. And, you know, sometimes you get an event where you have 40, 40 plus people come and it's a great event. You get massive turnout, massive interaction, 
you know, a lot of people are really involved with the company or, you know, whatever the event is there, everyone's just having a good time. And then you get events where you get maybe four people, five people, and it not only looks bad on you, it looks bad on the organization. It looks bad at the university and it's just a bad look overall for everyone. And, you know, no one ever tells you about these times or these, these stories because it's you, everyone likes to hear about the finish line. And that's really not the case. You, you, I think light needs to be shed a lot more on these miniature stories of all these different, you know, times where something's gone wrong or right, or have just gone really weird in general that maybe have changed your way of thinking or have made you be prepared a little bit more for unique situations or circumstances in the future. Um, I think you touched on it really good though, Abe, that I feel like if you're going to network, you really need to branch out like you're talking about what makes you stand out like being a walking billboard. You need to shine. You need to be able to express who you are as an individual and show why you differ than every other person in that room. Sometimes you might not be that different at all from other people, but if, if it really came down to a job and you are really in need of a job, you will find a way to figure out how you're different, whether it's your work ethic, whether it's different experiences you've gone through, whether it's different extracurricular activities or projects or competitions you've done, all of that plays a difference. And it, it, it really does change the narrative of stories when you do one thing over another and then, you know, every other applicant didn't do that. And then basically you found the way to kind of make yourself have that competitive advantage over, uh, over everyone because you have something that's unique about you, that people remember about you, that make you stand out. And sometimes it doesn't even need to be professionally related. Like maybe you ran a marathon. That's still very, very important to know because it just shows a lot about your character. What if, I don't know, hypothetically, you play, you play chess or you play poker. Sometimes it's strategic thinking that gets you through despite having an equal hand against everyone. Maybe you're a competitive sports player. That's also very important to know. Realize how all these examples don't necessarily have to correlate from a professional setting, but they all generate some type of value that a lot of people can relate to. A lot of people are athletes. A lot of people play sports or, or you know, games or, I don't know, are competitive and join outside extracurricular activities. Maybe you volunteer every weekend or something with church. I, I mean... It's things like that where you can really branch yourself like Abe's talking about and make yourself stand out that maybe could really correlate or relate really well to an, uh, to someone you're talking to. And it could just open a door for yourself. And again, that's what makes the word networking so unique is that it could literally mean anything. But the, the base root of it all is really just being able to have that conversation to begin with. That's really it. You need to start somewhere and starting from somewhere, you can just slowly develop your roots and grow and build that foundation. So if you want to hypothetically, like Abe's talking about during university, want to join an organization, want to co-found something, want to lead a competition, you know, do all of that stuff, make yourself stand out and you'll learn over time. Not only are you building these technical skills, but you're developing, developing all of these soft skills as well by leading a team, giving updates, seeing if people are doing their responsibilities and taking people accountable for their actions, 
you know, um, doing your own responsibilities and kind of distributing that and seeing how you can act like effectively project information in a concise manner. I mean, there's a whole lot of ways people can network and it's not necessarily as cookie cutter as, hey, I need to talk to a recruiter and that's networking or, hey, I need to talk to a managing director or a VP or whoever. That's, it's not that vanilla. It is such a bland land term that a lot of people just like to think, hey, you got to do this to do this to do that. And you get here. That's just simply not the case. Also, I mean, it's it's the fact that like, if think about how many people are at an event and think about how many people are going to approach these, uh, whoever they are, recruiters or executives, and try to talk to them and try to be memorable. So if you are approaching them, and you're boring, or you're not really trying to be entertaining, interesting, whatever you want to call it, they're not going to remember you, but you have exactly. to make it where you only have like maybe a couple, like maybe a couple of minutes before they want to like move on to the next person or whatever is going to be based on how busy the event is. And you have to be as good as possible for the little amount of time that you have. So you have to be memorable. You have to like be entertaining and you have to be interesting enough for them to be like, okay, cool. I I'll remember you. Like, here's my contact information, but if you ever want a job, I'll remember you. I'll keep you in mind. That's really a big deal. You can't be boring. You can't be bland. You can't be vanilla. You can't be shy. You have to show, you have to project. If you're shy, you have to project what you want to be. If, you, if you're if you shy, you like pretend that you're someone else and that you're just like doing this because you're not in your own skin. Whatever, whatever psychological game you have to do to be able to like get out of your own head, you got to do it. Because if you don't, you're just going to be one of the many, many people that they see and you're not going to be remembered one bit. And sometimes I think to network, you might not even realize you're networking at all. So, so I support a lot of bankers in Kentucky with my job and Kentucky, the Kentucky region is known to have a lot of events with their clients, their prospects and centers of influence. So people who are essentially like people who help do what you do in your business, but they help indirectly. So for example, like a lawyer, an accountant, someone who kind of helps with what you do in a different sense and you indirectly help each other, but they still make it an impact to your job. And Kentucky does a lot of these kind of events and Sometimes when you're talking with, for example, these people, I, I'm just talking normally. I'm talking very free to mind, very professional, but very informal in a way too. Like when I say professional, I talk about my job, my responsibilities, what I do, you know, my representation towards the, the firm I work at. But then in a very, in, like in a very social way, informal way, people were telling me, oh, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, what do you do in your weekends? How was your how was your day today? You know, things like that. And if you keep it very chill, you keep it very relaxed, you just have a good conversation with someone, you never know what's going to pop up. You know, the, a couple of these events I've gone to, you know, I do exactly that. I just have that open mind. I'm just talking, having a smile on my face, you know, laughing at their jokes and, you know, cracking jokes of my own and, you know, things like that. One way or another, I somehow end up with someone's contact information in their card and they end up being the CEO of a company or some really executive 
position in their company. And it's just so interesting that, hey, like I managed to talk to this person and I had no idea. There was an event I went to in Kentucky where it was like some hall of fame for entrepreneurs. And this was like many months ago. I think this was last November. And I'm going in this event. I'm waiting in line in the lobby and everyone's networking out there before the main doors open for the event. I'm waiting in line to get a water. And there's these old couple in front of me and I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, they're just here for an event, keeping it really relaxed. And granted this was at some hope. Uh, yeah, this was at some buildings conference room. I cannot remember. It might've been a hotel in downtown Louisville. And as I'm waiting for this water, I'm talking to this couple in front of me. I don't know exactly what sparked that conversation, but it might've just been something on my, on my suit, or maybe I was just really thirsty and I was breathing super hard or something, or maybe I said something. I can't remember what, it, what sparked it, but we ended up talking. We go into a really fun conversation, very social. And it turns out this person was the past two, I, he might've been the, the maybe the past president who retired at the University of Kentucky. So I'm Damn. talking to the president of the university, of a whole university system. So I'm like, what the hell? How did I, how did I get here? So you just don't know who you're going to talk to or be involved with. And sometimes it's as simple as cracking a smile, just having a good time, keeping it relaxed. Don't be so uptight and strict. Just talk about yourself and, and, and talk with them. Listen to what they have to say, too. Remember, it's a mutual conversation going both ways. And, you know, sometimes you get in a conversation talking to the president of a university or a past president. You know, <laughs> it's, it's weird how the world works sometimes, but it, that just happens. And those are always cool stories to hear because you talk to that person, you made a memory and you keep it for the rest of your life. And for young adults. Those those conversations, those stories make a difference because you keep that for the rest of your life. You made that connection with that person and you didn't even realize their background. That's so key. Because I didn't realize that person's background, that took off so much stress and so much weight off my shoulders that I know that would have been there had I known that in the past. Crazy. I mean, these these people also like Danny, nobody ever actually thinks about like how these people feel because like imagine you're in their shoes and a lot of people are approaching you. It has to be awkward for them. It has to be stressful for them. And if you can make the conversation flow in a fun manner, it takes the stress off of you and it takes the stress off of them. So it's a win win. Literally. And like you're talking about, too, you don't know who they're talking to at all. So they could have been talking professionally for the 23 out of the 24 hours they were up and awake with that one half hour, 20 minute, 30 minute talk I had with them. They were probably the most relaxed they probably could have ever been. And you don't know that, but all I know is that they had a good time and they talked with me. So it was, it was a really memorable experience for me. And it's one of those things where I'll always remember, despite what that conversation actually entailed. It was literally just about us getting to know each other and then ultimately what we like to do for fun, what I do for work, what he did or what he did and what his wife did and what they've done together. It's just stuff like that. You you, you can't really make up on the spot. You don't, that's not scripted. That's so, actually pretty cool though. 
Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of weird, unique stories I'll, I'll sprinkle in through these episodes, but it's kind of funny what, what financial institution and the financial services world will kind of throw at you. But any last points, Abe? I think we hit a lot of good tips and tricks here. And hopefully a lot of our listeners really took into account the whole emphasis of just being open-minded, you know, getting out of that comfort and just it's baby steps, literally do it step by step. Take note of your progress. Honestly, it's, there's a great book. I think it was called like how to work a room. If anyone is, I think it's a requirement for all business students to read that book, but honestly, that book is great and it actually does help and it does work. And when we read it, it was like a couple of things that we actually had to like, we had to go to networking events as a requirement for the class. And we had like different techniques of if we're scared or if we're uncomfortable at these events, what we should do. And I think my first event, I actually went with Danny because there was this something in the book where I was like, if you're too nervous to go to an, an, an event, uh, you should do a buddy system where like you go with a buddy and maybe the first like 10, 15 minutes you guys stick together. But then you guys both kind of split up and you guys both work half the room. And that way, if you find someone that can be working for you or work for your buddy, maybe you can give them like pointers on what to say and what not to say. And I think, I think Danny and I did that once at one of the, I think it was accounting events. I'm not really sure. And it really does work. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So if you're ever like nervous about it, I would recommend reading how to work a room, great book, and maybe just looking up a couple of YouTube videos on how to be less nervous at a networking event, a couple of techniques. It's nothing serious. It's not like the world is going to end if you mess up. It's not a big deal. You don't have to always be saying the right things. It doesn't really matter if you say the right things or not. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it won't. And I just be relatable. I think that's the biggest like tip out of all this, like this entire episode. Just be re- relatable. The more relatable you are and the more relaxed you are, the better the person in front of you will respond to what you're saying. Super true. Very, very true. And we did this as early as our freshman year in college. So we did this with zero business classes, zero internships, zero work experience. And we just went up there talking to people. And people were impressed that we did that as freshmen. Mm -hmm. We were talking straight out of our ass. We were just, you know, being very casual, being very normal with these people. Hey, this is who I am. I'm a freshman. You know, I'm studying finance. I just want to, you know, get experience. I want to learn more about your company. Stuff like that, you know, even though you might think in your head, this guy's got no shot. There's no way he's not doing this. I'm learning that recruiter's name at the end of the day who could potentially be there for next year's recruiting event that might remember my name if I made a good impression and if I kept their contact info on LinkedIn or whatever and reached out to them again periodically that they're more inclined to hire me and the people that they've met because they know who we are as people. They know who we are as students because we went out of our way to do that when no one else did. Yeah. People will apply I mean, for that. They, they'll give and, recognition. Yeah. And like, honestly, like we didn't get any internships, nothing like no job offers, nothing from that, from that event, that first networking event. But a lot of them were like, wow, you're a freshman. I didn't start doing this until I was a senior. Wow. You're exactly. a freshman. You are impressive. And the funny thing is, 
it took it took us at least for me it took me a while to actually grasp how to talk to people in that event because the first person i went up to it was from allstate and i just introduced myself and then i was just staring for like 30 seconds i was like uh what the hell am i supposed to be saying and then i was like <laughs> oh i'm a finance student and it was just it was like the most awkward thing ever but after that one i was like i walked up to bank of america and it was pretty easy like i and then you keep learning from each person you talk to what to say what not to say and how like you get more comfortable as you keep doing it so i think you just gotta start you gotta go up to the first person start talking you're gonna sound like an idiot just embrace it and then move on to the next person and you're gonna keep getting better stay relatable and just stay relaxed and you should be good very true and remember what i was talking about earlier it's not knowing what point a to point b to point c is going to point d or whatever it's those stories in the middle that make you get to each destination. Again, I failed numerous and plentiful amount of times in networking and talking to people. Sometimes I just completely outright forgot my pitch. Sometimes I said my name wrong, <laughs> or maybe I forgot what the company did in that moment. Like it's, it's stupid stuff like that, but you, sometimes it's that failure that makes you remember, wow, I don't want to repeat that embarrassing moment again. So the next time, intuitively in your head you're like hey i'm not going to do that again i'm going to prep i'm going to study i'm going to rehearse and i'm i'm going to knock it out of the park it's that confidence too so but yeah very true thanks everyone thanks everyone for for episode nine this was definitely a little bit more of a personal story wanted to keep it in touch networking is such a broad term it's very bland in general so we didn't think a story necessarily online would be relatable we kind of wanted to shoot out and project our own stories and anecdotes. So hopefully that made sense and we were able to tell it from our hearts. But, you know, we'll be back again very soon with episode 10. So thanks, everyone. Take care.